1: We're back with the campsite sessions, mosquitoes flying in my ears, inside my ear cups trying to record this. That's the struggles of this, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I was telling Johnny on the last one that how nice it is sitting right here recording a podcast. Yeah. I mean,
2: in one of our our favorite places.
1: In one of our favorite places in the whole world. Yeah. And you know what? What's what's funny about when you say that is most people probably not like it here. Yeah. Just because the dust and this and that, but it's like... I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I mean, I know there's other places we could go that I would probably, I don't know, maybe it would be better. I have no idea. I think some memories. Well, Johnny said they've all been coming since you guys were born, and and I guess we figured it was around 70-plus years. Yeah, since my
2: mom's 69, and she's coming her whole life, Mm -hmm. and then she had her mom and dad and her grandparents come up here before she was born. So she was born in 52, and then my – um. My grandfather's um, uncle, um, back when the road ended way down the road, uh, oh, it 20 did? miles down so the road. So this never came in here. Oh, it didn't used to come in here. It was really? a trail. And he used to run sheep back in the minarets. Mm. And you imagine that was several days to get back in there. And
1: they would come back in they'd all the way to right here. And
2: stay in there in the summer, all the way back in the minarets. But they'd come through this way. Really? Yeah. And so they would,
1: you said they stayed all
2: summer? Yeah, they stayed some, in the summer.
1: Literally for the vacation? No, it was work. They, oh, they so did sheep. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's kind of cool if you yeah. can make money and stay up here. Yeah, me and John were just talking. Like, man, too bad you can't stay up here and yeah. still provide. And
2: this, what you do? that'd be a good thing to talk to my Grandpa. About is that part because he knows. I would love to ask yeah. that. Yeah, sounds like I did his, hear his, that it, from him. His firsthand. You got enough and, cord? Yeah, and you know, okay. and you know how he remembers everything so perfectly. Oh, so he's the perfect person <laughs> to because I could get stuff off on that.
1: Yeah. so uh, let me say this real quick before we get this fully rolling here we're up here like I said up in the mountains for those of you just listening the audio one and um, I wanted to remind you guys if you guys are looking for another podcast that you like to listen to if you like outdoor stuff waterfowl stuff check out our brother powercast which is outdoor limits podcast and duck gun podcast very good buddies of mine and great content if you're searching around so check them out also just want to say a big thank you to everybody that works with us you know heavy shot and um, we'll be working again with some motion ducks this year and just those people have helped us along the way and thank you guys for listening that's the biggest thing Every time you guys download it, it helps us out so we appreciate that we really started kind of going back up in ranks again which is really cool oh an outdoor podcast up there with some big big names so again it's just you guys listening and download it, so I'm, I'm glad you guys are interested but what we wanted to talk about today last time, Barney was reminding me that we were talking about his back injury and I can't I don't know why I cannot believe that has been that long because that was kind of quite a while ago
2: yeah it's a couple years probably a couple of years yeah ever. Been
1: and ever. I was telling John part of the reason is is I, I feel bad to ask people to come over yeah. you know spend the gas money and drive across town the time but I know like you wouldn't care but I just feel bad for asking but up here it's perfect so yep. we're gonna get in Barney what year did you start duck hunting
2: well um I've, I've duck hunted four full seasons now. Four full seasons. Yep. I started okay. Opener um, four, four full seasons ago. So uh, my nephew, um, Johnny Helton, um, started um, going out with Colton and Travis and Titus. And then he talked about it so much. The following year, my brother got into it. And me and my brother's always done pretty much everything together. My brother all of a sudden started skipping Wednesdays at work <laughs> to go hunting. And he said, you would die to do this. So the following season... He got me to go out, and the very first day I went out, I went out with uh Johnny, Talon, mm. Olivia, and Shay, and I. And oh, I've really? never been ducking. Me and Shay was sharing was that a- that opener? Yeah, Mendota. Oh, that was your first one, yeah. Okay, first time I ever been on. My first duck I ever shot was a Drake, um, blue wing, Drake, Drake was wing. it really? Yeah, it wasn't plumed, but okay, it was Drake but still, blue yeah, I didn't know what it was. That wasn't even common. I, I the only no. at that time, the only duck I knew what it was. At that time was Drake Mallard. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean, Which is a lot of people. Yeah. Kind of.
1: Man, and that's yeah. funny because <clears throat> the last couple of years they've been a little bit more, but before that Traps hadn't shot one ever. Yeah. For like I don't 15 plus years. Yeah. You know, never shot one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, I remember. That's an easy one to remember that being your first hunt because I remember you saying I think you only had one shotgun. Yeah, me and Jay, me and Shay and was, you shared we and I sharing. remember you saying that you wish like I wish I had my
2: own to, so yeah. I could keep shooting. Yeah, we always sharing one. So when I went home from that, the very next week we bought two new shotguns because I was using an older, you yeah. know, one that used for quail hunting. Okay, we bought two new Frankies Affinities um, uh, for me and Shay both, and started buying the decoys, a sled. I mean, that very next week, I started <laughs> got right I started then. investing the money. And uh, within two months, I had spent a re- ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> so you went from zero to 100 yeah. quick. I, yeah. For the first hunt uh, hooked me. Which, uh, that's, um,
1: that's interesting to hear because I've talked to a lot of people and went all the way back to the beginning and worked through it. And how some people, it, like, takes a long time to get the steam rolling, but then it's like every year it gets a little bit more addicting to them. Yeah. You... So you feel like right out the gate, you were just... The very first time. It was And crazy. now, what do you think that was, Barney? Do you think it was a combo of different things, being with your daughter? Or do you think it was just the whole... like? Because, guys, we have said this before on this podcast when you came on. I think we did say, Barney, and he won't say this about himself. Barney will brag on everybody and their grandma, but he won't say stuff about himself. But Barney has unbelievable experience. He's a guide, Alaska and Wyoming. Yes. And he could go guide anywhere. And these guys, their family know what they're doing and Barney especially, very humble. But, so you get a guy that's seen record-class deer, record-class probably elk, uh, brown bear, like everything you can think of, and now you're here duck hunting, yeah. killing what some people say, a little duck.
2: Yeah. What, What is that to you? That what's? Can you explain? For me, I think it's the, the guiding, which I love, is you're with people you've never met, most of them, mm-hmm. and some of them become lifelong <laughs> friends. But... There's pressure on you when somebody pays a ridiculous amount of money to hunt mm-hmm. um, where I guide. It's, they're not cheap hunts. So, there's a, a certain amount of pressure on you that you put on yourself. You don't want to let your, your boss down, you know, the outfitter. So, duck hunting is zero pressure for one. Yeah. Um, when I guide, it's a 20-hour day thing. When I duck hunt, it's however I choose it to be. It can mm-hmm. be 20 hours. Mm-hmm. But it can be a quick morning hunt, and I can be back home by noon. Mm-hmm. So it's my choice. Um, then my daughters go with me. My nieces and nephews go with me. I bring snacks. It's totally kickback. There's not, I mean, walking in the pond can be, you know, a little bit of energy, mm-hmm. but it's just all fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who would have thought that a duck, because I've hunted quail my whole life, did some turkey hunting, and that doesn't, it just doesn't do that for me. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I know some people love it. I've always just thought, well, big game's is the only thing I really care about because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fisherman either. Mm-hmm. If the fish are biting every cast, then I can enjoy it, but I'm not a fisherman. A fisherman will go whether they ever catch one or not. Mm-hmm. That's why I am as a hunter. If I never got one, an animal again, I'd still go hunting because I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, duck hunting had that same thing <laughs> right out of the gate and it, from day one. I think the big part of it is is you're with people you love. It's yep. family. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I hunted with Jack. I went out a lot. Like, I think went out 25 times last year. Mm-hmm. And I think... Probably half of them was with Jack, mm-hmm. so he, you know, it's a lot of fun going with him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he's your uh, nephew. nephew. Yes. So <clears throat> just that the whole combination, and then a lot, a lot we, a lot of what we say is the, the journey. Yeah, and that maybe sound a little dramatic or whatever, but it is, right? Yeah. Like. Send the decoys up, sweating to get out there, rush, like Johnny said, rushing to get out there, Send the decoys up, and then that still calm moment before the sun comes up, before shoot time, and yeah. you got your decoys sitting out there, and you get to see them. I mean, how, how many unbelievable sunrises oh, amazing. and sunsets have you seen out in the duck pond? It's, it, everyone. It's, like, yeah. unreal. Yeah. And that whole, the whole process, the whole stuff coming out, and, and none of us like to get skunked, but at the same time, it's not a bad time. Yeah. It's not like, man, this was miserable, this was terrible, I've never done this skin I've never had that thought in my mind. But going back to something at the beginning, I had asked you about what made. how in the world did that make you like right out the gate that hard, because I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I've ever said this on here, <clears throat> I'm not going to try to pretend that I was like that out the gate. And I was 16, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. I liked it, it was fun, it was a blast. But I thought going five to eight times a year was a lot. Yeah, and and I liked it, but I don't think I thought about it. I know I did not think about it like I think about it now. Yeah, like it's year round for me. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm planning for it. I'm prepping. it. I'm setting the dates on the calendar. <clears throat> Got a boat last year. It's like every year I feel like I'm upgrading to another level of love and and I guess Milt makes fun of us for same passion, but like yeah, it is. Yes. It's like it's one of my it's my passion. Yeah. And like you said, I get to hunt with all these people, all my friends, my brothers, which is like yeah. my, you know, my teammate, you know, right. like we're partners in the gym. We're partners in the duck pond. I'm like, <clears throat> so all those things get, to, I've gotten to hunt with you, Jack, all these people. It's like, what what kind of other thing do you get to do that in?
2: Yeah, really nothing.
1: You know? Yeah. yeah. But what, let's tell a few of your little stories because we're ain't going to lie. You'd be a lying Dog, if we
2: didn't say we're jealous of how many
1: bands you shot, Barney, well, then
2: lucky lucky. And you know, what my favorite part of it is <coughs> I can honestly say this my favorite part when I get a band is going on Marco Polo or big group chat mm-hmm. that we have and showing it off and just and visualizing the, 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 uh, the feedback I'm going to get. Yeah, I that is absolutely it. The mosquitoes are horrible. Oh, they're horrible. They're uh, but that is absolutely the funnest part. I'm laughing the whole time when I start seeing the comebacks. <laughs> That's as much fun with the band as the band. Yeah. Honestly, it is because I mean, I'm I'm a novice when it comes to duck hunting. Yeah. I don't know near what some of these guys mm-hmm. know. So and then like Talon's, he's been duck hunting forever. Mm-hmm. He's killed probably five times more ducks mm-hmm. than I have. He's a much better duck hunter than I am than I'll ever be. And he's never <laughs> been lucky enough to get a band. Right. But it's just luck. The it luckiest is. thing it ever. Is. It and is, but, like, what's the odds? Like, I don't know, but they're how crazy. How many do
1: you have right now?
2: I have five duck bands.
1: And you've been hunting since what four, year? Four years. Four years. Four, four years. And I guess there's probably some people listening said, oh, I've shot more than that. And it, yeah. a lot of it has to do with what we've talked about before is location. Um, I know when I – I'll say this. I do know that when I started hunting, and this has nothing to do with you. This is me. I started shooting more, and I started shooting the Sac Valley. Yeah. And there's a, there's some other locations, and that's not why you do it. We all know that. Yeah, you don't no. go in these this area, no. or that area, because that's not where Barney's just shot him. I'm not saying that, but anyways, it's it. it yeah, it's all about the luck, but at the same time, it's location too. But it's but at the same time, it's I'm happy for you. I mean, I love it. I think it's awesome. But that's not even. Oh, no, that's not why you do it. Yeah, that that isn't just, even what made just, you like, oh, I did this or no. got this or I just not think it's all. cool story. So like tell me
2: what was your first band? What what it was tell me the whole hunt, everything about it? So the first band, you and Jake was in a blind next to us. Uh yes. Yep. It was in Sac- That was your first one. That was my first one. <clears throat> okay. And uh yeah, me it was afternoon hunt. I was working in Sacramento and uh dad and Johnny and my nephew Johnny and I just wanted to take a quick afternoon hunt, so we quit at noon. Didn't get in the pond until like two o'clock. We have like three hours of hunting or whatever, because it was in uh, it was January the oh, second. What's crazy is we had a New Year's party at my mom and dad's. I don't know if you remember that year at a New Year's party, at mom and dad's. Every maybe there was a hundred people there, at my mm-hmm. mom and dad's, and me and Travis was sitting around talking about bands, uh-huh. and I told him I said it would be the coolest thing ever. Just it was my first year of hunting. Yeah. It'd be the coolest thing ever just to get one band in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And I was just think. I remember telling, we was talking about this, and he, he was saying, you know, you can go your whole lifetime and never get one. And I said, I know. Well, Which two, is true. And that was on a Monday night. I shot that band on a Wednesday. And uh, just an afternoon, huh? And it was a it was a, um, a bird. I it was, Well, it was 2019, I guess I shot it. Okay. 2019. And it was banded in... Um, 07 it was hatched in 06 or earlier is what the band wow. said so it was my <laughs> oldest band i've ever got right it was a drake pentel which just happens to be my favorite bird so it was pretty cool yeah, i guy. heard you yeah. yeah we
1: were right next to you guys and i heard it hooping yeah. i was like he got a band yeah. i know it. lucky dog and did you go pick that bird up or did johnny did johnny did
2: yes johnny okay. did because it was on his side and was in a but a tulip clump so he went out and grabbed it, and he picked it up, and he said it's banded. And I said, "You're lying." I remember hearing you say yeah, that. <laughs> You're You're no lying. Way. Yeah, I was. That's uh, <laughs> no, that one I got so excited on. I mean, beyond words. Well, man. it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other ones I never. I mean, I just like uh, last year I got one, and I when I it was a Drake Pentel also. Mm-hmm. I got that last year in Grasslands, mm-hmm. and um, anyways, I picked that one up and it was I sent it my daughter Shay and my dad, and I never told them. I oh, but it you up. knew it, and you didn't say nothing. Yeah, I didn't say nothing. I come back into the deal, and I held it up, and I said, look, Drake Pintail. And they oh, that's cool. I said, no, look. And I'm, they, I was holding it up for a bit, and all of a sudden, she goes, you got a band. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Take a second. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. how,
1: I, that's how uh, I need to do it next yeah. time. Is not even saying nothing. I yeah. get still, so, like you said, I get still pretty excited, but nothing that first, the first yeah, band. Was, well, let me take that back. So, <clears throat> you know the argument, me and Travis and all that yes. all the time, okay? yeah but it's not the same because you don't really know if it's yours. Right. So it was a cool experience. Well, later when I got me and Thomas shot that Drake Pentel together and <coughs> um we we just basically split it or we say okay, well, we don't know who got it cuz we both had shot cams and you right. really could not tell. You could tell it got hit twice, yeah. you just could not tell who it was. Well, anyways, um yeah, that I did freak out on. Yeah. Like 100% just crazy, but after that it was like, dude, it's, you know, it's awesome, but you're just not the yeah. same. It's not the same, but <clears throat> regardless, it's so cool because to me the exciting part of a band is not that, oh, I shot a band. It's the cool part is looking the numbers yeah, up was. and seeing, okay, is this going to be from like Russia or is this going to be from way up in
2: northern Canada, you know? And you know it's crazy? Every one of my bands I've got, I've, Marco Polo'd it and my nephew, Johnny, little Johnny, he was with me on one of them. Mm-hmm. But every one of them, he's the one that looked it up. Oh, he looked it up for Yeah, because he'd be home. he's I'm looking it up right now. And he'd send me the information where it was got, what year, and... So that's pretty cool. And then that's I, cool. I got one last year. I got one that was um, banded in Alaska. That was cool. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I forgot great. about that one. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, to me it is. I know they migrate and everything, but still. Yeah, what was that? Mean, what that was, were, a what was a Drake Pentel. Was a Drake Pentel too? Yeah. The first, so what do you have for your, all your bands? You have, have
2: two Drake Pentels, a uh, Drake Mallard, a Hen Mallard, and a Hen Shoveler. And and Henshover, I got there that day with with Nathaniel. That one, to me, is the craziest, really, right? I went out, Nathaniel and and Morgan, Uh we did a morning hunt at one refuge. We sat there, and it was late in the season, sat there all morning. We never even had a shot, and, of course, we're stubborn. We stay out there at, like, 1 o'clock, so forget this place. We're going to another refuge. So we go to another refuge, and uh, Jake ended up coming out for the afternoon hunt. So he took Morgan, and I took Nathaniel, and I normally— would not shoot a hand shoveler, typically. I right. Shot, right. I don't care about them. <coughs> but I had not shot a bird. And this time, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I hunted, I got up at 2 o'clock that morning right. to go hunting. That hand shoveler came too she close to me. Yep. And I crushed it, and I went out there and picked it up. And the le- the last bird in the world you think you're going to pick up yeah. that's banded is a hand shoveler. Right, right. Yeah, so. Which, really, it is very rare. Yeah, and I picked that up. And Nathaniel, he went nuts and torso. It was pretty cool. It's really neat having Nathaniel with me. Yeah. That's yeah. super
1: cool. Yeah, and that, and that's funny. So everybody, shoot the spoonies. Who thought you never know? You yeah, never know. hey, I I think my pri- my treasured band right now, if I could pick one, would be a banded spoonie, a Drake yeah, a Drake, a Drake banded a good. A plumbed out yep. late season <laughs> Drake
2: spoonie would be pretty awesome. Because believe
1: it or not, I still don't have one mounted on my my yeah. wall. I haven't done. I was gonna do that myself because I've mounted some birds. Yeah. Since if you mess one up, oh well, but. <laughs> <clears throat> You're not going to do those nice birds, yeah. Because spoonies around here, are Let diamond trails do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still want to get some people laugh at me, I still want to shoot a
2: seven Drake spoonie limit. Well, me and Jack could have did that. We this year you- we shot fourteen spoonies. We went out and shot two limits of spoonies, and we didn't know it was going to be that good. We shot. Otherwise, you would have tried to. Yeah, so fourteen, and we shot eleven drakes. Three, three You're hens. Close. He shot one hen. I shot two hens. And we could have got all drakes, no doubt, because they were still flying like crazy. My goodness! Or we just got well. We're gonna just shoot a spoonie <clears throat> limit, you know. And who? I mean, that was the first time I'd ever been a part of a spoonie limit. So yeah, yeah. So it was pretty fun, anyways. But we it could have, we could have done it if we would have been picky. Yeah, because in my opinion, some people. Like, well, I don't, I don't shoot those because well, when they're working, they're about as fun as anything I've ever. Seen. Oh, they're a blast to they shoot. Dive bomb you and they make a lot of noise. And if you're
1: putting them in summer sausage
2: or summer or pepper sticks, it, yeah, you it doesn't even matter. matter. Yeah.
1: So that's why I try to tell people because they're like, "Yeah, you eat them it's like, "Yes." Yeah. Rest them out, throw them in the bag, and
2: throw it in with everything else, and we make our own pepper sticks. We started this year yeah, with Milton. It was so good. Because the ones you're going to fry up in the frying pan and make tasty is not going to be them anyways. It ain't going to be them anyways. It's going to be your teal and your pintail for yep. me. Um, mallard. Yeah. Mallards
1: mallard are hit and miss too, though. Yeah.
2: Uh, I've had better luck with pintail than any. Well, the, yeah, because what they, yeah. they're
1: consistent with what they eat, whereas a mallard – Whatever region they're in, that's what they're eating. Yeah, and they're they're kind of scavengers. Yeah, I, so. I
2: cooked up a couple of pintails this year that was <laughs> oh, absolutely phenomenal. amazing. Yeah, I have co- I ate a few though that I ended up throwing Pintail? away. Pinto? Yeah, I've, really? I've cooked up a couple. I don't know what the deal was different. And really, I didn't brag about them. Hmm. Yeah,
1: that's. I haven't really ever had any bad one, but the ones that I've pan seared, which yeah, is like my favorite it. way to yeah, do it, it's my with the fat on there. And uh, anybody listening to this, if you've ever done that, you definitely need to do it. You know, pluck it out, even if it's just. Like, I need to get better at doing the legs and the wings. To be honest with you, but let's just say if you're gonna uh, pan sear the breast, make sure you leave the fat on there. Pluck it, clean it real good. Start with the skin side down in the pan. And I learned this from, um, oh, what's his name, Hank Shaw, that book Duck Duck Goose, and watch some of his videos. But you make sure you know you um, like cross slice the fat so it doesn't shrivel up. You want to do it medium rare. And yes. and man, oh, I'll tell you what when I did it. The first time I had uh, fire like fire roasted was when uh, the Flyways Collective collab <clears throat> and Josh Peck from Outdoor Limits cooked it, and we had an open flame out. We actually had a fire outside. We were in Kansas, and and he threw it on there. I promise it was probably three minutes, not even three minutes. My goodness, that was the best duck incredible. I've ever had. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Just that charred taste yeah. to it. Well, so. I,
2: I tell you what I like to do it. I, I cut it up in literally like <laughs> quarter-inch slivers, and I just roll it in flour. And I put it in there about, I mean, not even 30 seconds per side. Pretty much, It feels like that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much rare, just barely over mm-hmm. rare. And that tastes really good. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I did that last year a few times. I did that with spec too. Speck's, well, Speck's amazing. amazing, yes. Yeah, Speck's it was, very good. Yeah. In fact, that night, I was so proud of it. I called my nephew, Johnny, and he lives just about five minutes from me. I said, Johnny, you got to go over now. <laughs> he was there in five minutes, and we <laughs> ate the whole plate of Speck. Johnny loves eating yeah. duck. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was pretty fun. <clears throat> so let me ask you one thing. I'm going to
1: preface this by saying this is not a question to answer right here, but have you seen massive growth from day one to now in how your thought process works when you're duck hunting? Okay. Now let me, let me ask you this.
0: Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
1: Another day is here, and
2: you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: Um, I don't wanna fill I don't wanna put anything in your head. I want you to answer straight raw from your experience. When you went out duck hunting for your first time, opening day, was it when a bird was coming in, what was the thought process behind thought process behind that when you were going to shoot it? Was there any identifying there? Or was there just I know that's a duck, I'm shooting it?
2: Do you understand where I'm going with this? Yes. I had zero idea what any duck was. Okay. I was just going. My nephew was with me. He knew how to identify mm-hmm. the ducks, and he told me which ones to shoot at. Mm-hmm. He, said that's, he said, take the birds right on the right, and I would shoot at them. And I wasn't very good either shooting mm-hmm. at them because I'd never shot at a duck before. So I could not. I did not identify one single duck to come in. Talon was there. But you could tell. I know it was a duck. That it was a duck. Oh, I knew it was, it was a duck.
1: I'm just shooting yes, ducks.
2: Yes. Yeah. And Talon was there, and Johnny was there. They both are, you know, very good at it. So, they told me where to shoot, what to shoot at, Uh and same with Shay when she had the shotgun. Yeah, and then fast forward four years of full hunting, because I, you know, I've every year, um, we go to church on Sundays. We don't Uh hunt on Sundays, Uh really. Very seldom. Yeah. I hunt pretty much all Saturdays and whatever Wednesdays I can get off, because the way we hunt is on refuges. They're only open Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, I don't have no private land hunt Monday, Tuesday, Uh Thursday, Friday. So, um. I, but I still get, even only hunting those days, I've, you know, made it out there at least 20 times a year. Last year, I think went 25 times. And, um, so that's a lot for only hunting Saturdays. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. And Wednesdays. But yeah. So the first year getting back to that, couldn't identify a duck. And now I feel like I can identify pretty much anything from a long, even the way they fly. Yeah. It is, everything has a different look to them. Yes. And it. And every year I feel like I've grown to a whole another level. And yeah. I still am not even close to where And we never I want to be. Here. But, but never will. That's part of the fun for me starting duck hunting late. I back years ago, Travis and I grew up together. We're the same age. I mean, we he used to big game hunt with me all the time. He'd go deer hunting with me. And when he started duck hunting, he tried to get me to go. And I was into motorcycles really heavily when I was young, into big game hunting, and I loved snow skiing. Well, now I'm too old to do all that. I don't I ride motorcycles around like an old man like putting around. I don't snow ski no more, so it's only hunting. So when I got into the duck hunting, it was like it's hard to imagine a guy's, you know, in his mid 40s that that jumps on something so heavily and loves something like it's a childhood dream, yep. you know. And that's kind of what it was. I mean, it's it is amazing how much I um started liking it from the start. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it uh, is
1: amazing. Uh, and the reason I was asking that about identifying is because I remember when I would just see the outline and know, okay, that's a duck. I'm yeah, shooting it. Right. Now it's, what is that? Do I want to shoot that? Yeah, you're piggy is, now. Is that a drake or yeah. is that a hen? Yes. Like all of those things are going through your mind before you ever pull the trigger. Yep. And I'm, I'm sure that's the level you're at now, but yeah. it's like, it's funny how, I've got some bow hunters walking by. <laughs> but I'm sure that's the, that's the process that goes through your head now. And it's it's just funny how the growth that takes place in yeah. the duck hunting um, from, like, when we were setting. See, the thing with you is you started, like you said, your mid-40s. Yeah. So you probably have never had really the, I don't care about anything, I just want seven ducks. Well, I mean, maybe I, you did. When I first started, did. You did. did. Or, well, first, I want seven cause, ducks.
2: Because I didn't get a limit for a while because I didn't know okay. what I was doing. <clears throat> it, when I Because I started hunting on my own, mm. throwing my own decoys out. I didn't have a clue about nothing. Mm-hmm. So I just dreamed about getting a limit at first. Well, now you want all drakes and you only want certain birds. Yep. So a lot of times you don't get limits when you can. There's a lot of times I've passed up possible, you know, limits. Yes. Because I wanted certain birds. Yes. You know, you always, I always want my pentel and love to have a couple of mallards and cinnamon. You know, there's certain birds we all dream of getting.
1: Right. And I think, I guess what I'm saying is you grew, you grew through that a lot faster because you were older. Older Because I think some people are about in that for 10 plus years maybe for numbers. Yeah. You know, so I think that's really neat to watch someone your age start. And that's why anybody listening to this, I know there's people listening to this. You're listening right now that you you say, I've don't, I I've got the emails. I know you guys listen. I don't know where to start. I don't have nobody to take me. Don't let that stop you. I mean, what would you say to people like that, Barney? That Because coming from a guy that can remember the, the, the beginning because it wasn't too long ago, yeah. what would you say to somebody that says, I don't have anybody to take me because I get that lot. I don't know when to take me. Well, what would you say to somebody like
2: that? That, I say just go for it. You, you know, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no expectations when you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're a pro going out there. And mm-hmm. then I always had people that's knowledgeable to fall back on, but I'm not really one to ask, mm-hmm. you know, many, many favors or, you know, I don't want to just grill people that know more than me all the time. I figure I'm going to learn it on my own eventually. Yeah. And I've asked some things because I don't know and I wanted to know, you know, specific right. ideas. But most of it I just mm-hmm. learned through trial and error and uh, mistakes. hmm and um yeah, experience I think, is the best teacher. Yes, and I think I don't care what old you are. That's one thing I like about duck hunting. <clears throat> one of these days, age is going to roll me out of guiding. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaska, especially, body mm-hmm. breaks down. Duck hunting, I can do this till I'm ninety, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be able to do the other till I'm ninety. Right. So, duck hunting is going to be my life one day, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Everything yeah. you yeah, live around, big game will be over pretty much, except riding around a car mm-hmm. or a horse. Right. right. So.
1: Yeah. So start. Just just yeah. do
2: it. Just start. Well, I, I had, a I did have an advantage because I did know so many yes. people that knew stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but
1: I mean, still, regardless, I I, I mean, there's people that didn't have anybody that to. I, well, yeah, it. I don't know. It's all how you look at it because you may know people that do it, but it doesn't mean you're always going with them. See. What I respect is when people take initiative and don't wait on other people because yeah. it is nice having uh, a mentor or having a person that could kind of guide you, but at the same time, um, what little Johnny, if you notice, he, little Johnny would go out by himself a lot. Yeah. Yes, he had Colton, he had talent, he had other people he could go with, but the thing is, is he still, like, to, the only way I feel like you could really learn something by yourself. is
2: by yourself. If you're with someone that's really good at something all the time, You're never going to learn. All you're doing is following. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I've hunted my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I like being alone at times. Mm -hmm. I love going with people. Yeah. But the solitude of it, sometimes my fun, my funnest times duck hunting is when I have went out by myself. This year I went out one morning, I was working with a buddy of mine that morning and I said, you know what? I'm going to go ducking. It's on Wednesday morning. And I said, I'm only going to be gone a couple hours. I knew I was going to miss a little bit of the the work day. And he wasn't starting until like 7.30 anyways. I got my, or he's starting at eight. I'm sorry. I got my limit. That morning because I was working mm-hmm. just down the road, or mm-hmm. close refuge there, and we was working over that side of town. I got there like 10 minutes after him with a limit. No way, yeah, that's awesome. He says, what are you doing? Said, Did you get any bursts? Yeah, I got, got lucky, got my limit. Wow, um, and I just walked on that morning. I just got lucky and got that front blind, yeah, 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 and really on, walk on? on a walk on, yeah, just holy smokes! There. Yep, it was never even people that morning, and it had a limit, and I think it was like an hour and seven minutes. Oh my god, That's easy easy limit. Those are fun. I wasn't being picky that morning. No, because I knew, you knew I only had yeah. 2 hours. That's I might <laughs> be. Have there. some
1: fun and then yeah. go back to work. No. That's so cool. That's another thing like
2: yes, we dump a lot of money into it, but that's cuz we choose to. Yeah. It's not cuz we have to. Well, we don't have other vices. I don't no. drink. Right. I don't smoke. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't spend money frivolously in other ways. Uh-huh. So, family in church mm-hmm. and um, hunting is the only way I really spend money. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've never regretted a dying yeah, on any of those things, family yeah. church and, and yeah. duck hunting or yeah. whatever hunting in the outdoors. Yeah. But that's what I was telling Sarah is our Sarah. I was telling Johnny on the last one that how putting the money into things and the kids, it doesn't mean that uh, they're going to like it. Like Vivian, Yeah. she loves going, but I realized last year, and that could change. She's super young still. She's 13. Yeah. She's like, Dad, I don't want to kill one. And I didn't know that till yeah. afterward, and she kind of broke down a little bit. And I, felt, I don't know if I told you this, but I felt terrible. Yeah. Because I was like, I go, babe, did I make you feel like you had to kill a duck to make me proud? Because you alone make me proud. Right. I never want my kid to think that. And I felt bad. If, if I did make you think that, I want to know, and I, I want to kick myself for that. And she said, no. It's just in her head, like, Dad loves us so much, and if I don't do it, I said, "No, you can go." I go if 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 it's just going shopping in Sacramento or right. whatever. If that's what you want to do, and I'll be with you and do what you want. I don't, and I know, Barney, oh, you're, yeah. you're a great example of with your girls and how you've just whatever they they want to do, you're supportive of it. You know, yeah, we don't they,
2: I mean, they don't like hunting like I do, obviously. Yeah. but in a few times, does she uh, like it more than McKenzie? Yes, she does. Yeah. yeah. She, oh, McKinsey's never really duck hunting. Mm. You know, she went a few times with me, but, you know, she lives in Oklahoma now, and they have an opportunity back there to do some duck hunting, so Mm. I'm hoping to make that happen someday. Are they
1: going to do it? Well, um...
2: Or you have that contact, huh? I do. I have a couple Uh. contacts back there. Two of them in particular, the people I guide with, Mm. I have free, you know, one's in Kansas and one's in Oklahoma, and they have some killer places to hunt, so... Yeah, I think that's where um, Gary and them went with one of my buddies last Mm. year, and they had a good hunt, but... I was gonna go last year, and, and I when I went in March, it was a conservation goose hunt. Yes, and I missed it by a week. Mm. A week before, Did they slammed. Yeah, they slammed. Oh, there my was thousands goodness. in there, and it turned warm, and it, and it was the ground was frozen. Oh yeah, that's right. You were warm. there. It turned you just warm. missed it. it. Turned warm, and the ground got mush, and they left. Oh man. He said there was only a few hundred there, and we were setting up for a few hundred snow. Mm. But yeah, I missed it by one week. Could have been awesome, but I was gonna bring Cody up. Because he's never been around it much, except when he came out last mm-hmm. year at Christmas time, And he loved it. His first duck hunt, he gets a Drake Cinnamon. And he goes home. It's funny because he has quite a few friends at duck hunting back in Oklahoma. Of course, them guys have never killed a Right. They never probably, even probably seen freaked one. out. Oh, they was telling him. They was just going nuts for him. You know, you're they, yeah. they so lucky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because yeah. I remember seeing him on the market last year, and he, yeah. he had a
2: smile from so ear happy. to ear. Oh, he's happy. Just he, hunting, you could tell you just really enjoyed the duck he, hunting. He loved it. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna go uh, elk hunting with me in a couple of years too. Oh, is he? He's building points in Wyoming. Oh, cool. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's that's so awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and of all hunting, it's, I mean, it can be grueling, but for the most part, to me, it's the easiest. Oh, it is. Of all, so yeah. like you said, you went and shot a limit, then went to work. Yeah. I mean, what in the world, kind I mean,
2: of? I got to work literally like five, <laughs> ten minutes late.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What
2: else can you do that
0: you Nothing. can do that, you know?
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, we travel. You know, me and Tulsa, yeah. we'll travel all over the place, Timbuktu, to do it. But at the same time, we can also go in our backyard right there whenever yeah. we want. You know, it's like, and be with your family. Because sometimes, you know how it is when you're out of state and you feel kind of start feeling guilty, like, I need to be home with my. Yeah. But it's nice because with duck hunting, I can be home and well, eat dinner with my family.
2: Well, Shay only likes to go out, you know, four or five times a year. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of mornings, like on Saturday morning, I'll go duck hunting. And I'm home before she gets up. Mm-hmm. so I'm not missing no time that's so nice yeah. Yeah. yeah yes so. exactly because when I do the
1: morning same thing and they're yeah. just getting out of bed yeah. so you're like well didn't miss nothing yeah, then. you're just a little tired but yeah. <laughs> that's it that's alright what's the, what, what's one of your coolest memories you've had in this last four years because we'll we'll document this and then maybe in ten more years we'll see
2: oh this you know My uh, one of my there's several of them but it always goes back to having a kid around Um. I would say a couple years ago on a youth hunt she mm-hmm. she got two drake cinnamons which is really <laughs> cool because i've never got two drake cinnamons on the same hunt mm-hmm. since so she did that and um sometimes i put too much pressure on her mm-hmm. get antsy i'm a little bit impatient mm-hmm. or so they say yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um and she get, then i put pressure and she can't shoot straight and i have to be so careful with that because mm-hmm. then it makes her not want to be out there mm-hmm. but that was cool and then cheyenne goes out she never goes out and one morning she has classes because she's in college, in year it was year before last. Mm-hmm. I mean And I went out with her, and she had to be rolling up by nine o'clock because she had to be back. It's college at like eleven or something. And it was like eight fifty. We had ten minutes left of hunting. Drake Mallard comes in. She drops it and is banded. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, unreal. And that that was probably one of my favorite. I mean, I, don't, I bet no. The the first band I got was like that. But none of the other bands weren't even close to being mm. as exciting as that one. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That's
1: and you know, being your niece and everything. Yeah.
2: Fact like you said, family. It's that's yeah.
1: That's so, so stinking awesome. So I
2: would say it's hunting with my nieces and nephews. This has been the highlights for me. And then yeah. that one hunt, um one hunt I really liked, I had uh Jack and uh Shane out there, which I was really happy to have Shane out there. Mm-hmm. And you came out with Rocky that day. Yeah and it was a really strong wind north and rain, rain. and yeah it was just <coughs> widgeon fest oh my goodness yes we took um we took what four six limits out of that same spot that day and if i remember right that so six limits has 42 birds yeah. if i remember right it was like 27 of them was widgeon was that what the number I think was it was and it was like 23 of them was drakes it was nuts and <sighs> yeah. I, I that day my first bird that day was a stinking hen spoonie. <laughs> I couldn't identify. I should have waited 30 yeah. more minutes. Yeah. And you get antsy because you don't, right. know, you don't know what the going to me. And I shoot one when it's just after shoot light, and I can't see very good because right. it was really cloudy, so it was really dark that right. day. And then I got six Drake widgeon, and then my last bird was that Drake pintail that Rocky found that I didn't crush it. And, it, and the wind shoved it over to the bank real fast. Yep. So it got out of the water and probably went up, I'd, I'd say 60, 70 yards through yeah. dry ground. I would have never found that bird in a million years if Rocky yeah. wouldn't have been there. Yeah, cool. and what about what about That wigeon. That wigeon. Yeah, it, it went straight down in the, in the brush pile. That one, you could have had 100 guys out there and never no. seen
1: that one. I had to basically kick a hole yeah. through him. For some reason, the way the toolies were, I've never seen them where they were basically... Incompassable, like you couldn't get in there, even the dog. I had to kick a thing through it, and Rocky went in there, and I even gave up to him. I I remember you said he went out the back. Yeah. Yeah, or it's over. It's gone. And I never do that with Rocky. I always give him a chance. But I think we were there for wow. ten plus fifteen
2: minutes. A long time. He wouldn't give up though.
1: No, he literally his tail's going, yeah. his head's down. He I go, well, let's go. Remember, because I actually turned. I said, well, he ain't gonna get it. And we kind of started walking. And he'd come out of there with yeah, it in his with mouth. With the bird
2: in his mouth. So that was that was a really. Fun, I've had a lot of fun. Huh? So yeah. I, it's hard to pinpoint. It, it, one, it is. But the one Cheyenne and the one with shave the two Jake Cinnamon's are two that jump off the page real quick. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. But, I got it's of it's funner stories. actually. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's because I'm old. I have kids. You know, when you're young, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the more more it's about other people mentality. Yeah. That's one thing about the guiding. It's never about you. It's about mm-hmm. making your client happy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like these kids are your client in a way. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Oh, I've got
1: the thrill of a lifetime with these young boys yeah. coming out there when they shoot drop something. It's so yeah. awesome. What, um, so kind of like this year, what's your plans for this year? Like, um, not that you have to have some big, crazy plans, but obviously it's going to be duck hunting, but any goals or anything that you're well, specifically, I know
2: to- I won't do as good last year. Last year I was able to hunt a lot of Wednesdays and I hit a goal that I'll probably, it'll be hard to ever hit again on just on a, on a Wednesday, Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. thing. So that'll be tough to be, and I'm going to miss at least opening weekend this year. Maybe oh. the second I'm going to be in Wyoming, guidance still. Uh-huh. I'm doing elk there. And I don't get over till the 1st of November, so I could miss two weekends. Uh-huh. And that's going to obviously shut down yep. that part, but you know what I I I just like to get better more quality all the time. So I'm not it's not going to be about numbers at all. Right. Yeah, I just want to have fun hunts. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> then hopefully you know that hunt with Grapple and you and I comes together one day. I know it'd be a dream hunt. I so know. we'll see if that happens. I know,
1: and I haven't really heard nothing from him yet. I haven't yeah. really heard he was supposed to send me all the paperwork. Yeah, but like you said, I, I guess you're on the same page as me, and I really think your grandpa is. Is like it's not really gonna. I couldn't do it this year. Yeah, it like can. I'm realizing it's it next year. The problem is next year we're supposed to go caribou hunting yeah so i'm like how am i gonna do two big hunts i don't know too expensive hunts. But i gotta do that with your grandpa no. i have to yeah like i'll never you don't ever, have much time left no i will never regret that
2: no i've I mean, got so, i've been lucky enough to go on a lot of hunts with him and he's in my life met a lot of incredible hunters because guiding and getting other guides and our own friends and family but i've never known one known anyone quite like grandpa mm-hmm. i agree he's a true mountain man. Well, well
1: was he eighty one or two when
2: he eighty when he shot that? Well, oh, he sheep. was eighty. Because Johnny
1: said eighty, but I, I did when it was your grandma? I thought he said he was eighty one or he two. He was eighty.
2: But, okay, straight up eighty. That, yeah. That's
1: just mind blowing. Yeah,
2: to do a sheep hunt. Yeah, yeah, that was quite. a And we
1: time. kind of went over the details how hard that can is yeah. and can be whatever, but
2: we actually had that hunt on video. As we said. Yeah. I I think um, Olivia is thinking about doing a video uh, a, a deal on that. She, she should. We have a lot of. Between me and Johnny, we have a lot of videos. Of I told her that. Hunts. I
1: said, Why don't you put you all yeah. those hunts, your dad has to throw them yeah. on your channel. Johnny
2: has a bunch. I have um several sheep hunts of mine. I would. If it was me, yeah.
1: I would be throwing them up so quick. Yeah. She said, Yeah, he's gonna try to do that. But and I was talking about her channel on the last podcast with Johnny yeah. just telling people check it out. She's been on here too. But um <clears throat> I don't know, our I the last two years we've got very fortunate to shoot a lot of cinnamons. And um I did you ever check out that book I have in camp right now, the Water waterfowl Bible? No. Nope. Or the No, the Duck Hunters. The Duck Hunters Bible. It is an awesome I book, Barney. It. Yeah. it was writ- written in 1965. And um it's really interesting to hear. And I'm gonna probably do a podcast once I finish reading it, take notes, because I think you guys listening would be really interested to hear it. But just to give a little some of the information, it was written in nineteen sixty five. The dollar co- the book cost a dollar ninety-five. Oh wow. In nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. And um the they So he was talking about market hunting, which they didn't do it. That was already over by 1965, but they would use the punt guns, which are you familiar with punt guns? Huh. So a punt gun, very big. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to try to explain exactly what it is, but what they do, it was very big, maybe three to five inches circumference, like a big steel pipe, and they would fill that with uh, screws, metal, nails and shoot that, drive on a boat and shoot that at ducks and b- into big flocks of ducks. Killed That's how they were killing thousands and thousands of ponds. That's them. when they was doing them canvas back. Yep, canvas back and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And anyways, this one guy, um, me and Travis were talking about the other day, this one guy shot 8,000 mallards in one season.
2: My land. That's almost sad.
1: It actually is sad. Yeah. And I know it was for different reasons than we do now. Like, yeah. it's putting food out there. Now they, you know, harvest them and have them in a farm, and, dude, you can still buy duck, you know, in the freezer section, all that stuff. But I thought, man, we're the ones that
2: yeah. have caused a decline in the birds. I mean, yeah. yes. I don't know. No, the generation now is the one. They're, it More conservative-minded. It, yeah. it is, and uh,
1: But at the same time, we're water, our water issues. Yeah. And- there's been a big debate in Northern California. Yeah. You've heard, I don't know if you've read about that. Yes. Because a lot of people want to blame the farmers, but the farmers are saying, hey, it's not us. You know, um, what were they saying it was? My mind just went blank. Because, I don't know, there's a big debate there. And I, kinda, yeah. I I understand the farmer's point of view from it because they're only getting allotted what they're getting allotted. Right. So, I don't know, but then you start putting a lot of wells in, you start sucking up the water. I mean,
2: yeah, or have you that seen, could be a touchy subject. I know you've seen the... Um the graphs of like how many <clears throat> say in 1920 how many white deer how many turkeys how many antelope how many of each elk mm-hmm. and you can go down the line of each game they was compared to now and the success story of the, where the game is now compared to then is just ridiculous mm-hmm. and that is because of the of us the hunter mm-hmm. the hundred dollar the um you know obviously the conservation behind it mm-hmm um people like my cousin justin that do the you know do the research to know what each region needs how many tags should be allotted for that deer herd and do they always get it right no but compared to what we had before they become um what people think of us as big game hunters or trophy hunters the trophy the only reason anything's worth anything it's there's no game. is only worth as much as somebody will pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you go back even like to Africa, Kenya used to have untold amount of big game. They have no big game now because they outlawed big game hunting. Mm. And the locals killed everything and ate it. Everything. they, they Wiped it out. To, wiped it out. Places like South Africa and others, mm-hmm. um, they come in there and they put fences around it. And they will actually shoot them people because they... The money. Your grandpa was telling us that. Yeah, they will shoot them, people keep their game from getting, because that's their livelihood. So you put a dollar value on the animal, it becomes more. It's just like some people um, think hunting has become all a rich man's game, and it has to a certain extent. But if it wasn't for the rich man's dollar, we wouldn't have certain species, um, wild sheep or really susceptible to diseases Mm. and so you have to a lot of times a herd will die out from a disease Mm -hmm. you have to transplant other sheep in that area once you know a few years go by from another herd that takes a lot of money yeah it does and if you take the rich man out of the game there's no chance and these big these big tags that sometimes they go for three four hundred thousand dollars well you and i are never gonna be able to do that so it's these rich people that pay this money and i understand what people say about you know, paying that much money for yeah. a tag, but that money goes right back towards that sheep. Yeah. So I'm glad for the rich person. Yeah. Well, to the guiding, if they was all made the same money as me, I would have nobody to guide. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's what the, the people were saying. It's, uh, all you hunters are, uh, got uh, <clears throat> bloodthirsty bloodthirsty and bloodlust, And all you do is want to kill. It's like, no hunters are the ones that yeah. put the most in. Only this reason. whole deal with the, the Robertson Pittman act deal is, is pretty frustrating. I'm, I'm actually going to have a guy on about that with the, the stamps and all that whole thing. Yeah. And the money that goes towards it, we know where our money's going towards. And I'm not going to say, all the I pay all this and I'm so happy it's this no, much money. We're never happy when we
2: spend money. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, oh. at the same time, I'm glad that I know where it's going. Right. You know what I mean? If you want to get crazy, and we're not going to go in detail on this, but like, if you want to get Worry about where your money's going, then look at your taxes. That's, that's
2: where the biggest waste is.
1: That's where the waste is. But, anyways, yeah, hunters are the biggest conservationists out there because all their money's going to. And like you said, I, me and you probably aren't making a big dent in it. But guys like that, they're putting that much money. That's right. where the real big things. Well,
2: a million people like you and I put a dent yeah. in it. Yeah, and that's, that's what we need. We more hunters. Yep. Yeah. So yep.
1: yeah, I was that book was just interesting to me because I thought we kind of look at. Because I, I, I kind of look at myself like, you know, am I, am I hurting anything? You know, am I bringing the numbers down? Because I don't – I want to do this for the rest of my life. And right. if my kids or my grandkids want to do it, I want to be able to do it with them too. So, so am I hurting the population? Which I'm not. But um, but you look back in uh what was that? 60 years ago and plus – what they were doing, it's like, and I'm not blaming them saying right. they've
2: hurt the populations, but I'm just saying. They were just trying to make a dollar, and they didn't know, they really didn't know the difference. No. They were making a living for their family. They didn't have all the and data. The, and, and, and the way they knew how. How bad this was going to yeah.
1: hurt, you know, they thought, well, look at, look at, maybe this is not a good correlation, but look at the buffalo. Yeah. What they did with the buffalo. Slaughtered them. There was yeah.
2: 60 million buffalo, I think I've read, 60 million that was in the Great Plains. Yeah. In, uh, and they they slaughtered them down to a few hundred.
1: And, and in my mind, I'm like, "How is that even possible?"
2: And, and they did it a short period of time, like a yes. ten-year period. It's yeah. that,
1: it, even if you were hundreds of people out there with guns and just shooting. Like yeah. I'm still like, "How can you do? how How's that even possible to wipe
2: something out that was so plentiful. unbelievably plentiful?" I've heard, um, you know, stories of having like uh, herds, like you know, five miles wide and 30, 30 yes. plus miles mm-hmm. long, a solid herd of buffalo. Yeah. It's hard to imagine It is. because we don't we'll never see nothing like that. No. I guess the closest thing we would ever see to that is a, a migration in Africa. Yeah. You know, um wildebeest, the wildebeest or, or something. Uh-huh. They the wildebeest zebra and all run yeah. together. But um that'd be the closest thing we'd ever mm. see and it ain't like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. I know we can yeah. talk about this yeah. kind of stuff all day long, but we're uh, we need more snacks and drinks. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, dinner my dinner apple, might be cooking right now. My apple
2: juice is getting warm. <laughs> yeah, and
1: dinner, I might be smelling something cooking over there. I know yeah. his mom's one of the top cooks around this joint. It's so. pretty good. Yeah, that's why I got this doing. belly. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for yep. doing this, Barney. I always enjoy talking yeah, to you, hearing your stories, and I'm glad to say, my friend, all these people that you guys see come on here. I mean, a lot of these guys. Well, especially in this campsite, I'm calling these campsite sessions. Yeah. Are people that have been seen me or know me and been friends since a little kid my whole life. So, and a lot of respect for these people. You know, they're not just friends, but they're people I look up to and respect. So, hope you guys are enjoying these, and we got several more coming. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys in the next one.